What's up, everybody? This is Daryl Terrell with The Real World. I hope you guys are getting ready for an epic Memorial Weekend. But tonight, we got a guest on tonight's podcast. His name is Jace McDaniel. He is a YouTuber. He's a father. And he's here with us tonight. He's going to do a great episode. So let's get ready. Jace, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Daryl. Uh, glad to be here. This studio is awesome. So, yeah, looking forward to it. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on the show. I appreciate you being here. So we're going to go ahead and get into tonight's podcast. Jace used to have an addiction. And so I know we all in some way have dealt with our own personal demons and addictions. So we are going to listen how Jace has overcome his, how he is doing today. And um, let's dive into this, bro. What were you dealing with? What age did it start? And go. Okay, so yeah, I'd say it started, I was probably 16 uh well i guess it goes back further than that like party wise like i started probably partying uh in but going into my from my freshman to sophomore year that summer um i started hanging out with like a couple guys that were older than me they were seniors i was uh, going into being a sophomore and uh i'd say that's probably when it started like party wise like when i started like drinking and have some drinks i didn't do my first drug until i was 17 my school uh what was the drug bro cocaine cocaine was the first uh was the first drug i ever did uh my cousin and i i, I had moved from i'm from altus originally like southwest oklahoma um and i the partying and stuff my mom would always be gone on the weekend so my house was like the house that everybody came to to you know have have our drinks or whatever and uh uh and my mom got sick of that like i mean she she really wasn't like she didn't really care that i was drinking she cared that she'd come home every weekend and her stuff would be like broken or right it just got old but uh typical party house yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah and something's gonna get broken yeah and, and it was like that every time where there'd be like beer cans in the backyard like left on the windowsill <laughs> you know and uh uh so yeah she she got eventually got tired of it uh her and my stepdad at the time were splitting up and she was just kind of going through some stress and we were actually about to move out of the house that we were living in and she was moving somewhere else and anyway i had kind of crossed the line too many times and she was like you listen you got to go you're going to go live with your aunt and my cousin which is he's about the same age as me we was more like brothers growing up really we was always with each other he's a year older than me so i kind of like looked up to him uh anyway we always had a good time together so anyway so i moved in with him mm -hmm. and like <laughs> the first like five minutes that i was there like i literally got there and we went driving around in his truck and uh and before before we knew it we went like driving do, driving all kinds of crazy through town and we came back through lexington where 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 they live lexington down there like by purcell mm -hmm. uh anyway we 
yeah, we was driving all kinds of crazy. And we get back to Lexington. Well, I guess that same day, his truck had been stolen at school on like lunchtime. And whoever stole it, this is the story that I got anyway. <laughs> he, he, somebody stole his truck at lunchtime and uh, uh, went and stole some beer from this little store or whatever. Anyway, the beer ended up being in the back of the truck while the cops were still looking for the truck. And uh, we got pulled over on the way home and, and they searched, they pulled us out of the truck. They didn't know that it was, it was, he had gotten his truck back at the time. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, they pulled us out the truck, searched the truck, found all this beer and a giant like knife, like literally like a two foot like dagger. I don't know why he had it. Had Rambo's knife. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, we get the cops pulled us over. Whatever. We we was able to prove that it was his truck. But yeah, they. I mean, this is like the literally the first ten minutes that I was that I was there. So that's how it started. Pretty much immediately, we started going and doing cocaine about every weekend. My dad was sending me lunch money, uh, and I just saved the lunch money and I just would buy our our stuff with it. And uh, about every weekend for a little while, and then we got to where we were starting to realize like this is probably like a problem like we're <laughs> never sleeping on the weekends mm -hmm. and pretty quick we realized that it was a once i got to be a senior my cousin graduated that year and uh once i got to be a senior i didn't hang out with my cousin as much i was just hanging out with a bunch of the guys and uh we just started uh experimenting with everything like whatever we could find like ecstasy you know cocaine sometimes like mushrooms everything basically and uh yeah and i was kind of the guy that was like the the bad influence you know and my you know my, you always hear your family saying you know you're running around with these guys that you know a bunch of bad influence and it's like no really i'm the one that's <clears throat> the, the bad influence I, I was none of these guys had ever even done anything like that before my cousin and I had the previous year and I just explained to everybody how cool it was. And, uh, for me, what I would like out of this podcast for you mm -hmm. is for you as much as possible. I feel like you're really nervous. Yeah. And I just want you to be relaxed and get this out. Yeah. So, it can help somebody else because it's people like you who've gone through it, who's lived through it mm -hmm. and who it's changed you for the better mm -hmm. that your story is going to be able to help someone else. Yep. And that is one of the best things anybody can do in this life is to share their story to help influence and change someone else yeah so i'm going to back up a little bit yeah and my question for you is what were you going through at that young age in your life that made you want to try cocaine for the first time what was going on at home what was it going what was going on in your life mm. that you for the first time uh i would probably say that move moving from you know out to where i'd been forever up to 
you know, my aunt's house and with leaving all my friends and, um, you know, people that I'd been around forever, basically. And it was my junior year in high school. I was thinking like two days prior to moving that this is where I was going to graduate. <clears throat> and uh, that just being like a big change all of a sudden. And I don't know that that I can say that's why I did it. It probably, had I not, I definitely wouldn't have because I, I wasn't doing that stuff back home. But <clears throat> I just, uh, yeah, I, I'd say that that was probably the, a big part of what drove that decision, whether it was conscious or subconsciously, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say. Uh, and it just got to where it was, uh, it was bad, um, but it really got to where I started to have the addiction. I, I had start, started to uh, use pain pills. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I got to, it was one of them that we, I had started this job like at this little call center <clears throat> and everybody there was selling drugs. And that's, that's where I tried pain pills for the first time. And it didn't take long for the little Lortab to turn into Oxycontin. And then from Oxycontin, it, got, it didn't take long from there to turn to heroin. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, what were you chasing? Was it the high? Was it was it to get over something, not deal with something? What was it, bro? Yeah, it probably. It was the high. It definitely was the high. But then it comes to a point where where like know that that like I lost my job. <clears throat> my dad got me a job working on some wind turbines, which is what he still does to this day. Uh and he got me this really good job. And uh I showed up to work one day super high from the night before. I mean I didn't do it before I went, but I was still completely high and I could barely keep my eyes open. And uh <clears throat> They uh, one of the our boss comes up, tells everybody to go get in the truck. We're gonna go take drug tests. Mm -hmm. And yeah, long story short, I ended up losing that job, and uh, I was making really good money at the time. And those pain pills are extremely expensive. Yes, they are extremely Especially expensive. Black market. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pff, over a dollar a milligram, you know. And uh, which is ridiculous, right? Yeah, they go up to like 80 milligrams, some of them. So you can imagine more than a dollar. It's like, so yeah, my money ran out pretty fast. I was going after work every single day and picking up three Oxycontin 80s, three at a time, every single day. That was after work and doing all of them. And uh, and yeah, I got that. Uh, they took us to go take that that drug test, and I I ended up losing my job over it. Not not for the uh, for the pain pills. I don't know if they tested for them or whatever. But I was smoking weed at the time too. Mm -hmm. Weed was illegal, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, lost me my job. And I should have known, or I should have right there been like, okay, this has got to stop. Like this just cost me my literally my career, and uh, uh. And I couldn't, and I didn't realize that that I that I really had a problem at that time. 
into and it was sick mm -hmm. you know from withdrawals well you know so many times i think that you know all this starts with is just trying it out and and it doesn't matter what it is. And I mean, it could even be food for some people. Mm. It doesn't I mean. I just want to clarify, there's a lot of things that's a drug for a lot of people. Right. It's not just pharmaceuticals. Right. Okay. So for anybody who's listening to this podcast, who may have someone in their family who may be overweight or who may be have someone that's homeless or or someone who's addicted to drugs there's more things out there that you can become addicted to that's not pharmaceutical that um, leads us down a path of somewhat self-destruction mm -hmm. so my next question for you is what did you do to stop the self-destruction Eventually, um, I mean, it got so bad before I, before I even thought about stopping, like you wouldn't believe, like, um, was going, like I said, I lost my job, had no, no more money coming in and was really like too proud to go do any little job around here. Uh, so I really, I just didn't get one. Um. I had a daughter in the mix of this, uh, and this was 2000, <clears throat> and ended up causing her mom and I to split up, and uh, like two months after she was born, and uh, and yeah, to this day, honestly, I still don't get to see. I, I did. I had a chance at the time to do what I needed to do. They gave me plenty of chances. I mean, uh, and I just couldn't quit. And, uh, but yeah, she, uh, yeah, I, they gave me plenty of chances to, to, to get my life straight. And they tried to make it easy for me to just be able to come over to their house and mm -hmm. see her. And I did some, but also didn't show up a lot too. Right. <clears throat> and, uh, and that, that wasn't enough to quit. I mean, I was going to like, uh home depots and walmarts and lowe's and every anywhere that had any type of anything that was valuable that i could get out the store mm -hmm. to go to a pawn shop and uh get any cash for the day because i mean you wake up every day sick from that stuff yeah and uh yeah whatever it takes mm -hmm. to uh to get you know to get some cash rounded up uh i was i was doing it yeah. every day uh, go ahead. Um, I'm going to ask you a serious question. Um, I feel like emotionally, you're still dealing with a lot eternally. True or false? Uh, I'd say, yeah, there's definitely like stuff like that that bothers me for sure, that there's nothing I can do to really change it. I wouldn't say that I like live in like regret it's kind of hard to talk about it sometimes you know 
But uh, I would say, I, you know, just by the, the, the habits that I'm creating for myself today makes it quite a bit easier right, right. to deal with. I've seen recently that, you know, you prepared for your first competition. How did that help you? when emotionally you're going through everything else that you are going through already in your life. Now you take up bodybuilding. How did bodybuilding help you in a positive way? It gave me like massive structure uh, and taught me that I had more discipline than I really knew that I, that I would ever have. Uh, <laughs> like two years ago, I was in prison two years ago today. I was in prison I'm trying to figure out like what I'm going to do when I get out. I had no idea. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just can't even believe. Yeah. Basically giving up on my, on myself to a degree, like not like on some like suicidal stuff, but like, you know, just get out it. I've been on drugs basically for the last more than a decade, uh, in and out of rehab, in and out of jail, in and out of, well, this time prison. Uh, so yeah, I would have never thought that I had the type of discipline <clears throat> just based on the last 29 years of my life or whatever. But, you know, it, it definitely gave me belief in myself that I could, if you can do that, you can really do anything. And where did it come from? I mean, here you were started at the age of 16. Mm -hmm using drugs did you feel like at that time you had no discipline mm -hmm. but where did this discipline come from man uh i had a lot of time to think when i was in there uh i read for the first i was there for seven months and for the first three months i didn't get off my bed i just read book after book after book after book after book you know that's all i did everybody thought i was weird because i was just laying <laughs> like laying on my bed all the time and uh i just read a bunch of books and uh and they had a uh you don't have free weights in there but you can go outside and you know they got like a pull-up bar a little dip bar and <laughs> so about a, about a month in uh i decided i was going to start working out i was literally a hunt when i went to jail december 7th 2018 mm -hmm. i was 118 pounds whenever i checked into the county jail literally disgusted 118 pounds at five foot ten at what age at 20 that would have been 28 28 years old 118 pound male yeah five foot ten that's crazy. I and was. You are what today? One eighty six. Yeah, as of yesterday. Significant difference, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's literally. <laughs> yeah, it's all the stuff that I was doing, man. I was living so in such poor. You know, I just didn't care about myself mm -hmm. at all. And what what was it that made you not care about yourself the most? I just have screwed up, man, so many times. I've, I've, like I said, been in and out of jail, in and out of rehab, this and this. Had every reason in the world to stop using drugs. I mean, literally, have literally lost everything. 
more than once. And, you know, after about three times of literally losing everything you had, trouble with the law, possession of drugs over and over and over, you just, yeah, it's, you lose a lot of faith in yourself. And, uh, yeah, my, I finally got arrested. Um, I skipped court. I was supposed to go take a drug. Uh, I went to my son's soccer practice. Like, I want to say this was September 2018. And this was on a Saturday and I was and I, I was in drug court. So I was having to call. They give you a color. They assign you a color. You got to call this color every single day. Christmas don't matter. And they called my color this Saturday. I didn't even think to call because they usually never called you two Saturdays in a row. And I had just taken the test last Saturday. Yeah, made a mistake. Missed that drug test. And I wasn't even dirty at the time. <laughs> I wasn't. I was doing good. <laughs> I missed the test, and but they treated it as a failure. And uh, I was going to have to go do a weekend in jail. And I was out of my sober living house, not for using drugs, but because I was a live streamer. I was live streaming at the time, and they didn't like that. They wanted me to go and and work somewhere. I don't know if they were just mad because I was at home and whatever the case yeah they ended up kicking me out the house for missing a house meeting is what they called it and uh yeah that's uh, i ended up uh i i didn't want to go do the weekend in jail so i just didn't go didn't go to court didn't show up so i was basically on the run from like september to december 7th when i got arrested well you know me doing podcast, I've always said that there is no way that I could do a podcast and not be a hundred percent transparent or feel like my I'm living a lie or you know, how could I do this? And people are, you know, telling about their life and everything that's going on. But the truth is I haven't been perfect in my life. Mm-hmm. I've been to jail. I have spent many nights, you know, me listening to you talk about you did nothing but read books. You know, I can remember me being in jail and doing nothing but sitting in my room or cell Mm -hmm. and praying every single day. Mm -hmm. And it gave me so much of an eye-opening experience so for me to you what was that experience for you that opened your eyes the most while sitting there in jail knowing that on the day that i went and i went on december 7th i knew i was about to miss christmas i was about to miss new year's i was about to miss my birthday all all these things I knew I was going to be gone. Rehab is different because you have a choice to stay or go. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that I was about to be sitting in that in that cell uh, for the next six months, I mean, instantly when I went, you, you was praying every day. Well, the only book that I had whenever before I got to the actual yard that I went to was the Bible. So I went through. And that and that's what I read. I started at the 
at the Old Testament. I got through the Old Testament, and then by the time I was done with that, I uh, uh, it was time for me to go mm-hmm. elsewhere or whatever. But yeah. Uh, and why the Bible? Well, I mean, it was the only book <laughs> that I had at the time. I mean, not that I wasn't like, you know, believing in God before that or whatever, but uh you know i've i've went through a lot of the new testament before and i just i I kept hearing guys in there say i mean there's a bunch of crazy stuff happens in the old testament there's a lot of interesting stuff or whatever so i started that and i and i just went through it uh i mean if not to learn something to definitely kill some time uh but yeah that's that's what i did i mean in between the three meals a day that got brought to the cell that's that's what I did. You know, a lot of people have said that sometimes people have to reach rock bottom before they can actually open their eyes and get a reality check. When you reached your rock bottom, what was the biggest reality check you got? That, that I was not going to. I'm the only one that, that can fix it. Uh, you know, I thought I reached rock bottom about 30 times before that, but everybody kept bailing me out. Like my mom would bail me out, you know, whether I was getting in trouble, she talked to some place telling them, Hey, don't press charges, blah, blah, blah. Just little things like that. Uh, where, where it probably should have been my rock bottom. I mean, it got to the point where nobody could help me anymore. Nobody would help me anymore. It was just hurting me to help me. And yeah, whenever I went to jail that last time, uh, I I wasn't able to speak to my son. My son was three at the time. Couldn't speak to my son. I've already got one daughter that I don't, that I don't talk to Mm -hmm. because of the same stuff, you know, and this is eight years later, my family, I've always been close with my family my whole life at the time. I mean, I couldn't hardly get my dad to talk to me. My mom, I, when I talked to her, it felt awkward, you know, because we went so many years without talking. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I had nobody but my sister. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, when you re- like, I didn't have a bad childhood or anything. Like, that. like I said, it was pretty close with my family forever. Or you, you know, I'm stuck in a place where I can't talk to nobody but my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's an eye opener. Yeah. You know, speaking of women or woman, you have the lady in your life today, Courtney. What positive role did she play in your life upon you guys meeting? So like we met on a Bumble. (laughs) Bumble app, right? <laughs> Go Bumble. <laughs> yeah, that's what we met on, and uh, uh, she was actually friends See, with Bumble my sister. Does work, guys. It does. Yeah, <laughs> she was actually friends with my sister, uh, for several years prior to me even knowing who she was, and uh, yeah, my sister like or she yeah, my sister got a dog from her like years ago, and uh, they stayed in touch or whatever. Uh, so anyway, when I got out, this was, uh, I got out June 12th, 2019. 
And I probably, I think we met on that app in what, August? I think it was August. And uh, <laughs> pretty much immediately, it was like 4 a.m. I had just got off a live stream <laughs> and she had just got off work. She was bartending. And uh, it was literally 4 a.m. And on Bumble, <laughs> The girl has to message the guy first. Oh, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, so yeah, she messaged me. It was like four in the morning. It was weird that I was up because I was staying at the sober living house at the time, and like you know, I got roommates in the same bedroom as me. He just happened to be gone that night, and uh, pretty much immediately we started out. You know, I I told her I was honest, completely honest. You know, I've learned that lesson trying to hide all kinds yeah. of stuff in the past. But, uh, yeah, we pretty much got to talking about all that stuff immediately. And she uh, had said that she was like, you know, she was planning on opening some kind of sober bar, uh, which was cool. I was like, oh, I've never works, but it's cool because she had went through similar stuff in California. Uh, so we kind of just one time and literally... I don't think we've been apart not one day since then. Married, and this was August when we met. We got married. We were together August, September. Got married in November. <laughs> Courtney, what was it about Jace that made day one the day? His heart. His heart. His heart and his honesty, for sure. His honesty. Okay. All right. Sell the deal. Look, it does work. It does. Yeah. Believe it or not, like now, like I say, I'm a live streamer. So I talk to people all over the world. I mean, listen, I've, I've literally, she's got so much trust in me. People make fake accounts of me on dating apps all the time. Like all the time. <laughs> literally use my name and everything. And they'll message Courtney from time to time. People have messaged Courtney from time to time. Like, hey, you're a man. Us doing this and that we just know like it's just she just knows that it's not the case like i'm always honest with her she's like always honest with her so anyway yeah so kind of like a weird little detour yeah, it's, but it's all good we went off track we're back on you know but she gave us a good perspective you were honest and you were you know a good guy obviously you're are now inseparable mm -hmm. but what was it that when you guys met that you felt like it's what was missing in your life uh we was both just like in a weird spot in our life uh she had been through like a lot of things you know with her past relationships and stuff and then i was in a spot where i was in you know so i don't know i don't know if that what helped us bond or 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 what exactly it was but yeah, we was inseparable right away. Uh, <laughs> I had bad credit. <laughs> like, uh oh, here goes the credit. Guys, I never have... talk about your bad credit. Okay? <laughs> I did. I had bad credit. <laughs> Two years ago, I did. Uh, and she, like, I I, had, I was moving into a house. I, I, uh, I got some money saved that I could move out of this sober living house. I wanted to live by myself. I wasn't tied there by, by probation or anything. I just really didn't have anywhere else to go when I got out. And uh, 
Yeah, like, I mean, it wasn't like two weeks after we was together, <laughs> Courtney, like, co-signed us to, uh, to buy me a couch for my house. Like, literally, I mean, that quick. Keeper. Yeah. Remember that, guys. Yeah, so. If they sign the dotted line, they're a keeper. They are yours. So. <laughs> that's true. Done deal. Uh, so, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't say that that's what, like, locked it in or whatever, but it was just fun. You know, it's just funny how fast it all happened. <laughs> it's exactly what locked it in. <laughs> yeah. Don't let Courtney's embarrassed. <laughs> Look, she's embarrassed. <laughs> So, you know, you're talking about your live stream. Let's go into that. What got you into live streaming and what do you love about it? Well, I was honestly, like I said, I was on probation for for a long time, like very restrictive probation. Couldn't leave, really. I mean, I wasn't on house arrest, but I just, I was at, like I said, I was taking drug tests three times a week and having to go to all these classes. Uh, drug court has you busy. Mm-hmm. And... uh so I was staying at a sober living house and I didn't even know about it. Honestly, it's, it's insane. I didn't even know what it was. I just got on there, saw other people was live and I'm, and didn't really know how to do it. I just was like laying on my bed live, just like watching YouTube and just, there was just a screen on my face. Maybe okay. one, maybe one person every 30 minutes would come in, you know? And then I got to like create just some fake weird conversation with a person. I don't know. It was weird. I don't know how or why I stuck with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it took about eight months of being on there just when, you know, after work or whatever. I spent all my time on there, all my extra time. I didn't hang out with anybody. And uh, and it got to where, I don't know, my, I just started getting people, you know, I was on there all the time. So, I mean, I, my face was always on there. Well, they were coming in, bro, because were- <laughs> you're a good looking guy. So they were like, well, he's just laying there watching YouTube. <laughs> see what he's up to <laughs> that's exactly what i was doing it's so weird <laughs> and uh i don't know how it just uh i mean you know there's the way it works it's like i mean it's like you're live on facebook and they have an option where you where where the people that are viewing you can buy you gifts yeah right or they call them gifts or whatever and it's like virtual currency basically it's exactly what it is and i mean you'd be surprised I don't know. There's a lot of people out there. It's and it's and it gets big. It's getting bigger all the time. I mean, they're it's growing and growing. But anyway, it got to a point where I was doing well enough to where I didn't, or I was working at this paint body shop like as, as a sales guy, and it got to where I didn't need to work at that job anymore. Wow. What am I doing? It, <laughs> it's insane. Like, and I and it was That's and a I just, blessing. Actually, it's an insane blessing because it was. Like I said, I'm having to go to all these classes and drug tests and always having to leave work. And, you know, they don't like, I mean, they're okay with it, but they don't necessarily love that, that, you know, that one of their employees is gone all the time. And it got to where, like, I was making excuses that to leave when blaming it on this and just going, you know. But anyway, I didn't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they have, like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain. They have, like, once you get a certain amount of credentials, you get like a badge that puts you at the as a top streamer, they call it. And uh, I got that uh, two months before I went to before I went to prison, two months before, and uh, was doing really good. But I but I was doing so good, and then in a spot where yeah, I was spending all my money on stuff I shouldn't. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. I just fell into it. 
it was literally an accident. And that's changed my life, really. That's amazing. Yeah. That that really is. I mean, who would have, I mean, did you? I didn't even know. Like I said, I didn't know that it was even a thing. And I didn't know that it could be like a thing that pro that you could provide for your, I was just by myself at the time, but I had no idea that people were like doing that to live. And, and honestly, it was kind of new at the time. Uh, when I started about three years ago, and I was one of the first people on there that 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 started doing it well enough to to be able to live. And now it's gotten to be so big that it's you know there's it's like you know I wouldn't say it's quite as big as Twitch or anything like that. But I mean it's it's getting to be that you know that level. And now there's all kinds of people that do it. But yeah, man, it's an insane blessing. It's still a blessing. I'm still so grateful. You know, through the pandemic and all this stuff, we wasn't, I mean, we were honestly doing better than before the pandemic because everybody was at home. Wow. I mean, I wasn't expecting you to say this, but there's a reason why it was there. Yeah. There's a reason why it's still there and now providing for you. Yeah. It, what did it give you back? <sighs> Man. Was it the conversation? Yeah, I'm the same person on there. I, I I've been honest with these people that you know, some of these people that 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 still come to my stream now saw me when I was going through it, mm. knew me whenever I went to jail and uh when I got back, there's still people that still come and support me from from then. And uh and yeah, um it's just it gave when I got back, I mean they weren't judgmental of me. They gave me my top streamer badge back when I got back, you know, they took it away while I was gone, but you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, I've made like friends with the employees that, that run it. Um, it's just insane. Like the support that, that I've gotten on there. That's simply amazing. Congratulations. I Thank mean, you. who would have known? <laughs> yeah. And now, you know, it's, uh, I'm trying to use that, following that I've got on there and try to go other places with it, you know? So yeah, that's, it's, it's insane. Well, I would have never expected anything like that. <laughs> well, I see now that you have um, also become a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. How, what is your plan with YouTube? What are, how is it going and where do you see yourself with, um, with, with that um, 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 in your life, what is it? What are you hoping to get out of it? So yeah, I've wanted to start a channel forever, and I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. I did woodwork for a while, and I was like, oh, I'll just start a channel, do woodwork, or uh, you know, I just didn't really know. Mm -hmm. And honestly, would have never still started if Courtney. You know, I have zero patience for like editing. I don't know how to use that kind of stuff. And I won't learn because I don't have the patience for it. Well, I literally would still not have been able to start my channel without Courtney. She edits everything, makes all the little thumbnails, does like all the part that I would never do. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just, you know, I use it to, I tell my story, like kind of where I've been on there and then what I'm doing now. Uh, Hopefully just to inspire people that, you know, 
I, I'm just as transparent. I tell all these stories that I've, that I, well, some of the ones I told today, I've told on there. Uh, a lot of people that go through addiction won't, won't tell you that, that they went and stole from this place to go, you know, like, and I want, and I, and I make sure and I say that kind of stuff just so people know, because people see me now. And if you just saw me today, you would never think that I've ever used any right. type of drug or anything like that. So, uh, so just to try to give some contrast on like where life could was and where it can be. So just if I can help, you know, if any, if any one person sees it and, you know, gets some, tells them a little something that motivates them to change. Like if nothing comes out of it for me, if we just keep making these videos and we don't make a dollar off of it, you know, if somebody would get some value. Well, I firmly believe that all hard work pays off. So mm -hmm. just got to keep going. Bro. Mm -hmm. I guess my next question for you is um, if you could talk to your younger self, what would you tell him today? Honestly, I mean, all the things that I, I probably would just let him live his life and just like it, just like it went just because, uh, I have no, I, I wouldn't be the person that I, that I, that I can be today or will become had I not went through all that stuff, you know? And, uh, I mean, I'm not to say that I'm, that I'm glad that I did all that stuff or proud of myself for, for doing it, but I think it takes a struggle like that mm -hmm. to make, you know, to make like a warrior type thing. And, uh, uh, if, cause I was always just before I, I was like a, felt like an entitled kid whenever I was growing up, you know, I, I didn't always treat everybody very good. And, uh, well, you know. in, in a way you were right, you know, your mom, your dad, stepdad, mm -hmm. they kept getting you out of trouble. Right. Eventually their resources run out. Mm -hmm. Now you have to pay the price without the yeah. resource. Yeah. So. Exactly. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't think that I would try to change anything about it uh, because I love my life today. Like mm -hmm. I, my, I couldn't imagine my life being as good as it is today ever really you know maybe when i was really young whenever you want to be like a professional basketball player when you grow up <laughs> but like as an adult i don't i never saw it uh you know i just kept failing and failing and failing and relapsing and relapsing jail and yeah i would never like i wouldn't even be the person i am today without courtney that's awesome what would you say to someone who is going through what you went through what what message could you send someone who may listen to this podcast who is going through what you went through in your life just to never give up on yourself uh, it can be better it's a choice that you have to that you have to be ready to make uh, and nobody can make it for you no amount of pressure that you're family or your baby mama or baby daddy or no amount of any of that is going to fix it until you like consciously decide to uh to change and it does get better and it can get better i mean i i had nothing literally nothing i was 
want living out of casinos, just going from casino to casino at one time because I had nowhere to stay, but I was just staying awake for weeks and weeks and uh, <laughs> sleeping outside sometimes with uh, with with like this other old bum dude. Uh, yeah, just at the lowest that you could possibly be sticking needles in my arms. Didn't matter if it was new or what used, didn't matter. Uh, not like I said, I was 118 pounds. Um, yeah, just, I mean, it, there's no worse drug addict, you know, there's probably a plenty that was the same, but yeah, there was no worse, um, drug addict than I was. So, um, yeah, just don't give up on yourself because, uh, yeah, it can change and it will change. You know, you just got to put the work in. Do you think God gave you a second chance? I do. He did give me a second chance. I've overdosed as well. Woke up uh, from a heroin overdose in the hospital with tubes up my nose and IVs in my arms, uh, not knowing how I got there. Uh, my heart stopped for 28 seconds when I, whenever I was there. So yeah, he did give me a second chance. And that wasn't enough at the time to quit, but... I knew, like, I just had this feeling, uh, even at the time, that that God gave me another chance for a reason, mm -hmm. and I just never knew what that reason was. Still, really don't, but I think I'm getting getting there. Uh, so yeah, uh, definitely felt like I got a second chance. That's that's awesome. Let's do a favor. Tell everybody where they can find you on the stream. Your Instagram channel, everything where people can find you at. Yeah. Okay. So Instagram is at jace.mcdaniel. YouTube, Jace McDaniel, same. Uh, my, my live stream is on the Meet Me app. You just download the Meet Me app and search my name, Jace. Uh, yeah, Jace McDaniel, everything pretty much. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast sharing your story i firmly believe that it's going to help one person even if it's one person exactly okay um that's why we do this mm -hmm. because we believe that there's somebody out there who's going through same thing that you have that you did and sometimes it just takes hearing and seeing that person get to the other side for them to believe mm -hmm. that is possible. Absolutely. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast. So we're going to end it here. I appreciate you, Daryl. Awesome. Yeah. So this is Daryl Terrell with the real world and YouTuber, Jace McDaniel. You guys be sure to check him out, follow his pages, check him out on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and we're out.